Well, welcome to the U.S. Podcast, where all summer long we're answering questions that come directly from 18 to 25-year-olds out of Spotswood Baptist Church. We also know these are questions that all young adults are wrestling with, and our hope is that as you listen in, your faith will be fortified and you'll come awake to the reality that there are biblical answers to the difficult questions your generation's asking. Our goal is that these episodes provide real and practical wisdom as you navigate your young adult and college years. So let's go ahead and get into this week's topic. What's up, you guys? Hey, we are back in the studio today with your boy, Brian Hutton. What's up, guys? Man, episode two today. We are so excited to get this release for you guys. That's right. And we are fresh on the heels of what we've called Love Fredericksburg Day. Last night, we had an incredible day serving with three incredible organizations in our community that do great gospel work, uh, just caring for the marginalized. Brian, what were those ministries we were working with? Yeah, so we were working with Zoe Freedom Center, uh, Mary Shelter, and then the Brisbane Center. Nice. Yeah. I just love that uh, all of our, st- so many of our students were out doing uh, all kinds of different things. We were, we were, we were uh, organizing pantries. We were cleaning, we were preparing homes for expecting moms doing great work in the community. And then we gathered up at Pratt park for uh, some worship and some good food and just time together, caps it off with a kickball game. And we got out of there before the gates closed. So that was a win. Nobody oh, yeah. got stranded. A lot of fun. Yeah. It was, it was a really good time just to be able to go out and, and serve the community in a very practical way. Um, so that was, that was, Great. Hey, shout out to Alexa, too, for winning the $50 gift card. Uh, it was so cool to be able to just gift her with that. Hopefully that's a, hopefully that's a, just something you're able to use for, I don't know, if you're, if, for your dorm room, for your, um, for whatever. What, what would you, Brian, if you just had 50 bucks dropped in your plate, what would you spend $50 on? I think first inclination, Chick-fil-A gift card. Hey, and all like, right. I, I love Chick-fil-A. Um, so maybe maybe just just swap that for a, a Chick-fil-A gift card. Get some chicken mini breakfast. Sounds pretty good to me. Sounds like breakfast for a week. I know. It's that's great. all. It doesn't get you very much anymore. Yeah, that's but, okay. Uh, for me, probably, I would probably get, um, man, it's a super dad answer, uh, but probably either something for my grill or a new putter. Uh, and I may go. as well just be saying, like, get some New Balance shoes or something. <laughs> but um, yeah. Uh, congratulations on that and uh, stay tuned to at the end of this episode because we've got another giveaway coming. Um, but Brian, what are we talking about today? Yeah, man, today is a very um, real issue in the world, uh, very practical. So um, just a few days ago, right, with the reversal of Roe v. Wade, um, we thought it'd be appropriate to, to kind of address that, um, address that around topic of abortion, um, kind of what we believe, why we believe what we believe, what the des- this decision actually means, um, and practically like what that looks like going forward, um, not just for um, the church, but just in general, kind of what that means. So yeah, yeah, I, we are we are a week into living in a post row world, which is it's a really incredible thought that uh, maybe maybe you've seen signs of pro life rallies and stuff in DC where you know young people are holding signs saying we're the post row generation yeah. and we're officially there. Like yeah. that's an incredible thing. Absolutely. And so fifty years, almost fifty years exactly from the time that Roe v. Wade was passed. Um, Today, we're living in a world where the taking of a human life is no longer recognized as a constitutional right. Right. You know, and, and people have the ability now to determine with their vote how their state acts on a specific on this specific issue. And yeah. so uh, have we arrived at the goal? No, yeah. no, we're not there. But at the end of the day, there's more lives protected this week than last week. And that's a win right. that should be celebrated. Absolutely, man. Like, praise God for that. Um, 
right? I think it's important to, to realize like what this reversal actually did, what it didn't do, um, right? So like abortion isn't necessarily illegal nationwide, right? Like this decision brought, um, you know, that decision from being a federal law right down to the states. And so, like you said, like we have the ability to vote. Um, and so it's put into the hands of the people, um, right? So, but this didn't ban abortions, right? It, it just removed the federal law and it gives states the ability to decide. Um, and so, like you said, yes, this is a, a huge step in the right direction, but we ultimately are not where we want to be. Not ultimately. That's right. Um, but you know, it is a win that we should celebrate. Absolutely. And I'll say this too, that it's, this is not primarily a political win because it's not primarily a political issue right. for the Christian. This is a biblical issue. It's about pushing back darkness in the world and Christians are right to celebrate this. Right. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, you know, kind of with that, right. Like we still have a lot of work to do. So I guess my question would be like, how, how should Christians, how should we respond to this decision? Yeah. I, I know there's a lot of people that are passionate about it. I've seen you guys posting on Instagram out there and I, I've seen some of the discourse and there's a lot of passion on both sides of this subject. Um, I'd love for us, the Christian college students, Christian young adults, I'd love for us to match our passion for the politics of it with compassion. Mm for people, for babies, for moms of unexpected pregnancies, for the dads involved in those pregnancies. This is a time for us to unleash love and compassion like never before. Yeah. Go, just go check out John 13, 34. That should mark our lives right yeah. now. And so here's here's what that looks like. You know, I, First, I think we've gotta be committed to loving the people in our world, in our community, probably even in our families mm. who view this differently than we do, who land in a different place. You know, uh, again, a lot of conversations have happened this week, and I know um, uh, that uh, a lot of you have, have have people in your worlds that are that just see things differently. It's almost like we live in two separate worlds, and if you live in one, it's so difficult to understand how the other person got to that position. But this is a time more than ever that we need to be willing to listen better than ever and mm -hmm. refuse. I, I think we got to refuse to demonize people who land in a different place than us. Absolutely. Right. This is, a, this is an issue that is going to cause division within the country. Right. And so we have the opportunity to be a, a light in the world um, and take the truth that we see clearly um, in scripture um, about, you know, the importance of life. Um, but we also have to realize like we take that to people in love. Um, mm -hmm. And another one of the ways that we, should respond, you know, as you said, uh, meet our passion with compassion, right? Is this gives the church an opportunity to love people in a very practical way, right? Like if we value both the, the woman and the child's life, right? We have to do more than just use our words. Like we have to put action behind the words that we're saying, right? And so this looks like, you know, taking that love that we receive from Jesus and, and simply going into the community and giving them that love that we've received mm -hmm. um you know we're called to demonstrate or demonstrate our lives in action to support women families and their children yep that's right and you know what we need to be we need to be part of churches that are doing this mm -hmm. that are that are caring for those with with unplanned pregnancies uh and and it, whether it's supporting you know and resourcing these parents to raise their own kids um then that's great uh or you know for for those that 
aren't able to do that or have no interest in doing that. It's it's by uh, opening up our guest rooms, filling our filling our extra rooms in our home uh, with those kids uh, through foster care and adoption. You, got, I, I'm a college student. I'm a young adult. I, I I can't have a kid in my dorm room. That's not that's just not going to work out. Um, that's true. But we can support those who've said yes to fostering and adoption. So I'd love yeah. for us just to be a generation that gives our money and gives our time and gives our prayer to this end, right? Until there's so much support in the system that abortion is unthinkable. Exactly. Right. Like this isn't just necessarily an issue of abortion, right? This is a a time for the church to step up. And as I've heard it said, like from womb to tomb. Mm-hmm. Um, so this isn't just about whenever the child is born and then leaving them on their own, right? This is a place where we have to step up in every aspect, in every stage of life, right? Like, do we care about poverty? Like, do we care about the education system? Like in the justice system, are we in our community doing these things to practically help them? Um, Because if not, like our pro-life, like argument, it really loses its value, right? Like, yes, it's true, like as we'll see, we'll talk about like what the Bible actually says about it. But like we lose that credibility whenever all we care about is the life of the child to be born, and then we completely abandon them. Mm. It's good. Yeah, I think the last the last response that I, as we're asking the question, how do how do we as young adults respond to what happened this week? Is I, I think one of the things we need to recognize that we need in our lives personally and in our culture is we need sexual accountability. I think the reason for the vast majority of abortions that 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 that, that people are getting, um, I think I read this week actually that that Florida is one of the only states that records an actual an, a reason for each abortion, and what they're finding is that the vast majority of them are happening for convenience. Wow! Um, and what what we're doing is we're taking this incredible gift that God's given us called sex, which meant it's given to us for a couple different reasons. Number one is for pleasure. Number it's it, number two. It's 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 for creating a, a bond between a husband and a wife. And we we strip it of its original intent and we go, yeah, you know, I'll take the pleasure, but I'll pass on the consequences. Right. And women, women, yes, need to be accountable for their sexual decisions. But I'd say for men, I think that's doubly true. A hundred percent. Right. And so with that, like we want to understand why we believe what we believe. Um, and so I think in doing so, we have to actually define what we mean by abortion right um so abortion is when someone makes you know a deliberate choice to to kill to terminate to end the life of an unborn child um you know an abortion is like i said like deliberate termination of a human life while it's still in the womb um and it's the killing of a human who's being created in the image of god right and so we're not talking about miscarriages we're not talking about um, atopic pregnancies right this is the choice to end the life of a child in the womb. Mm. Um, and so, you know, with that, like what, why do we believe what we believe? Why are we so pro-life? Yeah, we're, this is clearly something that we're passionate about. And it's pretty simple. It's because we believe that every person has the right to live. Mm. Uh, the person that's conceived in rape, the pe- the person that's conceived in poverty and disability to the single mother, to drug addicted parents, they've got every bit as much value and every bit as much dignity and every every bit as much of a right to live as someone who's born into, into privilege. Mm. Uh, Christy and I, we've walked through four pregnancies 
in the last few years. And two of those babies are with us, alive with us today. Two of those babies were lost mid mid pregnancy. And and by the way, just kind of side note, we believe that they're more alive than any of us because they're with their maker in heaven. We get eternity with them. Uh, we have that to look forward to, uh, thanks to Jesus. Um, but every time Christy's been pregnant, I remember just obsessing over the miracle that's happening inside of her. That this yeah. little in this gummy bear sized person is this is is already hardwired all these passions. God's already hardwired these passions and personality and purposes that he has for them. Yeah. And I remember just sitting there like in wonder, like, who are you going to become? What are you going to do? What are you, what are you going to contribute? Right. And just because a, a child doesn't have a voice doesn't mean they should be deprived of the right to, to live and flourish and contribute to our world. Right. Exactly. Right. Like we believe that abortion is wrong, right? It's against God's design. Um, and to be, you know, frank up front, right. The, the term abortion isn't necessarily explicitly in the Bible. But as we see, like there's tons of principles that that lead us to that conviction that God is against abortion, right? A couple of those, right? The human are unborn. Um, all human life is equal. Like we all have intrinsic value and worth. Um, and then another thing that we see all throughout scripture, right? Murder is wrong. You know, purposefully choosing to take a life is, is, is wrong. And so the reasons we're pro-life is, you know, life is a gift from God. Um, he's the source. He's the sustainer of life, right? We believe also that life begins at conception, right? Like there's tons of medical evidence um, about this, right? At conception, you know, the full set of DNA, um, the 23 genes from the mother, the 23 genes from the father, like they're all present. Um, and, and we also see, um, I was doing some research about this, right? And it said that 90% of women that were considering abortion, when they see the sonogram, they choose to keep the child, hmm. right? And, and so like, why is that, right? We, we, it's because they see that that child is actually living. Um, and so we also, we also know that like human life bears the image of God, all, all humans are created in the image of God. Um, and so that's another reason we're pro-life, right? The innocent should be protected. And I can't think of a more, um, innocent being than a child in the womb, right? They have no ability to protect themselves. And yet we see like, it's our moral responsibility to protect the, the innocent, the weak. Um, and so we see that all throughout scripture. And then, and then lastly, the right, like God has plans for every individual. Um, and I think these are some reasons why we land where we land and why we're so passionate um, that we're anti-abortion, but, but more importantly, like the thing that we want to get across is like, we're pro-life. That's right. And, you know, one of one of the arguments you hear a lot today is that we're not OK. Yeah, you're pro-life, but aren't you really just pro-baby? Mm. You know, what, what do we what do we say to someone who, who says that or to that, you know, that when we see that on social media and, and to that, I would just say, yeah, yeah, we are. We are pro-life and pro-life means uh, every life mm. that we are pro-people. That we're yeah. pro every human being, you know. That that like you said, life's a gift from life is a gift from God. He's the source. He's the sustainer. And yes, life begins at conception, but womb to tomb. You're right. Yeah. We got to care for for all of them. And and the beautiful thing is the church has has really led the way in that. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. Like it, it's a statistic is is stunning when I read it. Is that you know conservative Christians adopt more children than any other population segment and it's almost more than double the norm um it actually is is probably even more than double right and then to go along with that like we were talking about you know we only care about life um up until it's born right but there's actually resources like the church has 
um, aided in helping with this stat where approximately there's 2 million American households who are on an adoption waiting list. Yeah. Right. So there's, there's hope, there's resources out there that aren't just, um, you know, trying to get life to be born and then, you know, abandoning them. Right. There's actually things that, that, as we said earlier, like from womb to tomb, like care about life in general. That's right. And even beyond that, even beyond this, uh, beyond babies, you know, we we are pro life uh, for every other every other stage. You know that that there uh, the, the church is is the one that's uh, the church is, has has created all kinds of homeless shelters and crisis pregnancy centers. And you notice that a lot of hospitals out there have uh, a Christian denomination in their name, like Hope Presbyterian and uh, or, or whatever it is. You know, it's Mount Sinai. Like there's there's these Christian sounding hospital names. And that's because they were started by the church. Right. A lot of a lot of hospitals today have been renamed, but they had their founding in the church. And so we yeah. have we the, the church has, has has done an incredible job, not just in past decades, but for centuries, yeah. of running toward the marginalized. Absolutely. And I think real quick, um, another one of the the arguments that we see um against this topic and and you know that people where people lean into pro-choice, right? It's like they'll say, you know, I'm personally against abortion but I don't think it should be illegal. And so kind of what, what, how should we respond to someone who says that? Yeah, man, I've heard that too. You know, that that's honestly, that's, I'll say this up front. We need to respond to to anyone who, who disagrees with us and it lands in a different place than us with love Mm. and with respect and ideally in person, not, not on social media, right? It's not a bad thing to scroll past a person's post that that opposes yours you know you're not you're not uh impeding your cause by scrolling past and you're not promoting your cause by attacking that person so let's be let's be respectful let's be civil let's be let's be loving um but to someone who makes that that argument that i'm i'm pro-life but i support a woman's right to choose i it's hard for me not to compare that to you know living in the 19th century some of the darkest days in our nation's history and saying yeah you know i personally personally i don't like slavery but I wouldn't want to keep anyone else from owning a slave, right? right? It's, it's, it's wrong to own a life. It's wrong to end a life. Mm. Yeah. Right. Like we talked about how abortion and why we land where we land and how we see it as like the murdering of a child. And so I think like when you take that and, and take out maybe abortion, right. And you say, you know, I'm personally against murdering children, but I don't think it should be illegal. Like it's, that's exactly what you're saying. But when you say it that way, like it sounds and it actually shows the depth to it and what you're actually trying to trying to say. And so I think, like you said, man, like we have to respond in love. Um, and, and, you know, we're not going to necessarily win people who already have answers, right? Like if some people have questions about like why we believe what we believe, where like Christians land on this topic, um, then yeah, like sure, share your answers, but you're not going to win somebody over who already has answers. Like they're not looking for answers. They're, they're looking for arguments and, and just trying to, to, to argue with you. Right. And that's not going to win people. Yeah, that's right. You know, another argument that we hear out there all the time is that my, it's my body, my choice. And for the Christian, our response is it, we believe that our life actually is not our own, that our body's not something that we own. It's not ours. It's something that we steward for a little while and then we return it back to God. And mm-hmm. so, um, for the non-Christian, you know, when it comes to, when it comes to your body, we've got to help, we got to help them understand that it's, it's not your body that we're concerned about. 
but the body of the child that's inside of you, right? And, and, and you know, anytime you talk to somebody that, that, is, that is pregnant, you're not asking about their body. You're asking, how's baby? How's, how's the baby doing? Right. And so even in our conversations, you know, we, we understand, we demonstrate that we understand that, that life inside is not the same as, you know, uh, the, the, the woman who's pregnant herself. Right. Yeah. And so this whole time, right, like we've been talking about um, practical ways that we um, should respond to this decision, practical ways that we should show love through the things that we're doing. Um, so then how is Spotswood, like how are we as a church helping with, um, you know, unwanted, unwanted pregnancies? Yeah. I, like I said before, like the, the church has done an incredible job in past decades, past centuries of running toward the marginalized and spots was a church really that's no exception right it, it, it's a church that is running toward the hurting and i can think of a couple ministries in particular that i would that i would point you to if you're looking to serve this population number one is interwoven uh, a great ministry run by rachel pollard and some other incredible people their mission is to find a home for every child in our area through either foster care or adoption, which is an unbelievable mission. So it's not just, and it's not just about being uh, one of those families, but it's also about supporting those families. So there are things that you can do to make life easier, make that decision to be uh, an adoptive family or a foster family uh, easier on, on those families. And so that's that's one place that you can look. Go to spotswood.org slash interwoven to learn more about them. The other one is just through our community partnerships, like uh, with Mary's Shelter that we got to serve with yesterday and another incredible one called Choices Women's Center run by Christian Johnson. Um, they both provide incredible support for both women and children in our area. And they're some of our most um, important uh, partners in our community. Yeah, absolutely right. And so there are practical ways that, you know, the church here at Spotswood and the church just globally has been addressing this issue. Um, and so it's not just, as you said earlier, like a, a legislation, like a, a political issue, right? This is a this is a issue of the heart. And so what about those people who may have supported an abortion? Um, maybe that was the only way that um, they thought that they could keep going, right? Like yeah. that was the only practical way. Maybe they had an abortion. They supported somebody who had an abortion. Um, so I think where we want to, where we want to finish up is like, how, how should we respond? What about those people? Like if they're maybe feeling shame or guilt, what, 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 what about them? Yeah. Uh, and I, I just want to say like to you, if that's, if that's where you are, if that's where you found yourself, uh, in life, um, I'm so sorry. And I don't pretend to understand the circumstances of your life or the circumstances that led up to that decision. But I do want you to know that shame has no place mm. because of the gospel, because of Jesus. We, you, you can know fully that you're loved and that Jesus' sacrifice, what he came to, that he, before this sacrifice even, that he, he came for you. He yeah. came as a baby in the, in, the, in the womb of a mother. And mm. praise God he got to live because that means he, he got to go on to live the life we never could and die the death we deserve so that every one of us including you gets to live that john 10 10 that abundant life that he always dreamed for you yeah and so we worship a god who will wipe away every tear and make all things new and that's an incredible thing that we hope that you fully grasp today yeah right like for for those of you who may have had an abortion supported supported an abortion right like remember that that sin is no less forgivable than any other sin right? Like through faith in Christ, all sins can be forgiven. And so, you know, Jesus, when he's on the cross, like he took 
murder, rape, incest, abortion, like all these things and paid the price that we owe God. And so, yes, like having an abortion was wrong. It's the taking of a life, but it's not unforgivable. And so, um, right, like the Bible, it says that there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Man, and what a truth that is. And so when we confess our sins, like he freely forgives. And that is, that's a beautiful truth that, that you can take. Um, and, and, I, and I pray, man, that, that you are able to feel that comfort um, that comes from knowing that there is forgiveness in Jesus. Yeah. And not only forgiveness of your past, but also hope for your future that, that God has the power to take even our biggest mistakes. And I, th- I, I thank God because he's done this in my own life uh, where he takes the, the, the worst decisions that we've made in our darkest days and he turns them into something beautiful and good. And there are, there are opportunities in the future, I know, uh, for you to, br- to bring hope to someone else who maybe walked in the same path. And so uh, I want you guys to know this is a, this is a tough, a tough subject. It's a difficult subject. It's, it's one that's, um, it's just, it just seems to be, it, it's just heavy. Right. And, and so, um, last thing I, I just want to encourage you guys to be doing is be praying, be praying for our community, be praying for our, our nation, be praying for, uh, um, be praying against specifically against violence. Cause there, there are a lot of people who are, again, uh, every bit as passionate as we are on the other side. And, yeah. and there are, um, tensions that are, that are much higher and threats mm-hmm. that are much, much more, um, intense these days. And so be praying just for safety in our community, safety uh, at churches, safety at, um, pregnancy centers, uh, be praying for the work of those places. And, um, Pray that the, as, the, as the gospel goes out and as people are drawn near to the Lord, that, that they would ultimately understand the, the, the value of every human life. And um, appreciate you guys sticking around yeah. to the end of this episode. Right. And hey, to, to give you kind of a reward for making it to the end, uh, I want to invite you guys just to DM the word life to our Instagram page at uask.podcast and we'd love to to just give away another starbucks drink today and uh that'll be on us so uh stay tuned to our our instagram page and you'll find out exactly uh, who won that yeah but yeah like we said this is a this is a tough topic um this is something that's very real very practical um that's going on in our world and it's only the first step like this is not something where the conversation is going to end um anytime soon um and so we hope that this is encouraging we hope that Um, There's things that you can take away uh, to help walk in wisdom um, in this. Um, But until next time, we'll see you guys.